Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, it's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910 or 980 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. You can also catch us anywhere you get your favorite podcast. Just search The Rob O'Donnell Show. That's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcast. Just search us and download us. Listen whenever you want to listen. It's 309, 55 degrees and partly sunny here on this Monday, November 6th, 2023. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature-controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. How's everybody doing on this Monday? How was your weekend? Did you get out and get some of that uh, weekend fun in? I hope you did. Had my daughter come in, surprise us for a short visit. She came in Friday afternoon. And left uh, early Sunday afternoon. So it was a nice visit. We uh, had the uh, Blue Star Moms of NEPA 5K in Tunkhannock on Saturday morning, bright and early. Registration started at 8. The race kicked off, I believe, about 10. And uh, they had the biggest turnout they've had in their seven years of doing that. So congratulations to the Blue Star Moms of NEPA on their successful 5K. It was a great event. My wife came in third. It was her first 5K ever. She is a personal trainer. She does work out a lot. She does not do running, though. But it was her first 5K ever, and Tunkhannock is not very flat, so it was kind of hilly at the start over near their softball fields there. And uh, she took third place in her age division. I'm proud of her for, you know, her accomplishments there. You know, she was just running it for fun, but turned out she uh, was awarded a medal, third place in her age group. So congratulations there. Also met some great, great people out there. Talked to, to a lot of people. Met uh, Stacy Huber, a lieutenant colonel, who's the mayor of Tunkhannock. Had a really great conversation with him in a follow-up email. I appreciate his time and uh, experience. And uh, hopefully we hear a lot more from uh, Mr. Huber with the ongoings in Tunkhannock, especially the... Uh, with the uh, holidays coming up. Also met uh, Tom Henry, who's the chairman of the commissioners out there in Wyoming County. They had a really good turnout for this event. Like I said, it was the largest event, the largest turnout they've had in the seven years of them doing the 5K. All age groups, I mean, I think the youngest age group was 8, eight to 12 or 8 to 10. or It was uh, incredible. And they had winners for each age group. So to see the young kids all the way up to, you know, 65 plus, all uh, ran and had a great time. It was a great turnout, basket raffles, the whole nine yards. We had them on, I believe, two weeks ago in here, but it was a great event for them, and I'm, I'm happy to see that. I posted some pictures on my uh, social media, so I hope you uh, saw them and follow along there and support the group. Follow them on Facebook. Again, Blue Star Moms of NEPA. They do some great work. They send care packages. This this holiday season, they're going to be sending care packages to anyone. If you have someone serving in the military anywhere in the nation or abroad, reach out to them, fill out a slip with the address, and they'll send a care package, letting, letting them know that there's people back here at home in their hometown that think about them and remember them while they're out protecting our freedoms. I was also uh, went to dinner at the Highbridge House on Saturday evening. Had a great meal. I posted I was there, posted a picture of the menu, and two listeners came up to me while I was there to say hello, and I appreciate that. It was a a great time. Spoke to the manager out there. Had a great meal with my daughter and my wife. 
and it was a good time. I, I highly recommend you make your way out there. And again, tell them I sent you. The manager was very happy with the amount of people that are, are saying that they've heard of them from the show. So if, if you're heading out there, uh, check it out. It was there Saturday, and I'm, I'll be back again soon. Other than that, you guys can thank me for the lack of snow that we hopefully will have here in Northeast Pennsylvania. I went out and uh, I've had the same snowblower for 30 years. I had a Craftsman with a Briggs and Stratton engine. It's 30 years, still running strong. It's only one-wheel drive, so it's not dual-wheel drive. So it's a pain, especially as I get older and more and more body aches to uh, push it in the heavy snow. But it's still going strong. But I figured it was time for a new one, so I splurged on a, an Aaron's snowblower, which is probably the most expensive snowblower I've... Well, it's, a, it's the only second snowblower I've ever purchased. But now, now that I've spent... All that money on a top-of-the-line snowblower, I would assume that I'm not going to get any snow this year. So you could thank me for that. But uh, I'm prepared, at least. It was time to upgrade the snowblower to something that could handle a little more snow, a little easier to push as I get older. We'll see uh, where it goes from there. It's election day tomorrow. We're going to cover some things right off the bat today because some of the deadlines are today. We're going to cover that in the next segment. But uh, undoubtedly, the county commissioner's race here in uh, Lackawanna County is one of the big ones. You have McGloin and Gahan, and they've raised $236,000 since forming a joint fundraising committee in July through October 23rd. Campbell and Chermack raised only about 90000 in the latest reporting period, June 6th to October 23rd, and 173000 overall. So make sure you get out there to see uh, which direction we're going to go in. And again, I'm not going to look to sway you one way or another. I'm, I'm torn in this year's commissioner's race as far as things that are going, but... If, if, and this is coming from the Times Tribune, if Chermack loses, the county will have three new commissioners at the same time for the first time since at least 1936 and maybe since the county's founding in, 17, in 1878. It's for a two, four year term. You also have the uh, Scranton City Council seats that are here where you have uh, Democratic incumbents Jessica Rothschild and Mark McAndrew and Republicans Mark Payne and Tyler Day are the candidates there. All four have run separate can campaigns, but uh, McAndrew has publicly praised and host hosted Payne, the Republican, while saying nothing about his fellow Democrat incumbents. This is as per the Times Tribune again. A, again, a great breakdown today from uh, Boris Krautsanuk. The county, uh, the county council majority being at stake is one of the big things going on here in Scranton because it translates to Mayor Page Gephard Cognetti's ability to push her budgets and agenda through adoption. McAndrew and Councilman Tom Schuster more frequently criticize Cognetti, while Rothschild, Council President Bill King, and Councilman 
Gerard Smurl regularly side with Cognetti. Re-electing Rothschild would preserve the current Cognetti-leaning majority. Electing Payne could uh, give McAndrew three votes, not to mention the county presidency as its higher profile to propel a potential mayoral challenge to Cognetti in 2025. That's the race I would more look at, especially for you Scrantonites out there. You give Mayor Paige Cognetti a rubber stamp on her policies. Is that direction you want to go? And again, I'm not going to tell you which way to lean one way or another. I do not live in Scranton. But are you happy with the direction things are going over the past years? Do you want to put that process in an HOV lane? for lack of a better term, by giving her the council majority. Something that you need to think about. In other races, only 13 of the county's 40 cities, boroughs, and townships have contested elections, and only five of the 10 school districts, almost entirely with county borders, have at least one contested race. So... You have tonight to do your research if you haven't already. It's not hard to do. You also have the uh, judicial races with those elections coming as well. And by the numbers, and this is just Lackawanna County, we're going to talk about Luzerne County in a little bit. Uh, The county has 142,639 registered voters. 78,260 Democrats, 47,288 Republicans, and 17,091 third-party affiliated or independent voters, according to the State Department uh, of State totals. This is the lowest percentage of Democrats, 54.9%, and the highest percentage of Republicans, 33.2%, since before May of 1997. Since the 2020 presidential elections, the Democrat registration advantage has dropped by almost 8,000 voters. So I know a lot of people like to say, and it is, you still have the majority, 54.9% Democrat, as opposed to 33.2% Republican. But losing 8,000 voters that have went from Democrat to Republican is not just a little, you know, cog in the wheel a lot of people a lot of callers to to this station say you know northeast pennsylvania is a democrat or pennsylvania is even as is a democrat town i beg to differ there you know the big cities obviously that bully the elections philadelphia pittsburgh and around harrisburg but pennsylvania is a a more moderate state than it gets credit for and this this change to where Republicans are out. And if you look at the automatic voting that Pennsylvania has, has instituted over the past couple of months due to the Governor Shapiro, when you get your license and such, Republicans are outpacing Democrats with that process. So it's going to be interesting to see if they uh, continue to do that. But as far as that goes, Democrats are crushing Republicans as far as mail-in voting goes. And even though the Republic Party is now urging voters to embrace mail-in voting— As of early Friday afternoon, Democrats had applied for 13,991 of the 17,817 mail-in ballots, compared to only 2,896 Republicans. 
So far, Democrats have returned 10,856 ballots. Republicans have only returned 1,970 ballots. And I understand the push to vote in public, vote in person. But Republicans really need to adopt and get on board with mail-in voting. If it's easier, get those votes in. Because 10 to 1, Democrats are outpacing Republicans in mail-in votings. We're going to talk a little bit about Luzerne County when we come back from this break. It's uh, 321 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Hey, you're with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 325, 55 degrees and partly sunny outside. You can call or text at 570-883-0098. Somebody said, FYI, we can't get the Rob O'Donnell Show on Alexa or Google uh, on the Odyssey app, listening through the WILK website, hope you can fix the problem. I just asked my Alexa or Google. I have them both at home. I have the Google Play and the Alexa, you know, the speakers that you can talk to. Yeah, I just tell them to play uh, WILK News Radio, and it brings me to the live radio and uh, starts playing it. So I would ask for WILK News Radio if you're trying to get Alexa or Google, see if that works. Somebody said, uh, hi, Rob, my wife and I were at the Highbridge house. I keep hearing about it from you. It was very good. Had the linguine with clam sauce. Thanks for the tip. We'll get, we'll go back. Chris from Stroudsburg. I appreciate you checking it out. I hope it was as enjoyable as I did. I had appetizers, dinner, dessert, and then we stopped at the bar and had a drink before we left. Um, Rob, I personally am grateful on the snow issue, the Jersey devil. <laughs> no problem. We'll see how it goes. And, uh, Where is the one? There was another one. Told me about pinning. I've got to pin the wheel to get two-wheel drive. Yogi. Yogi, was that for my Craftsman Briggs & Stratton that's 30 years old, or is that the new Aaron's? Uh, just to, to see there what's going on with that. But keep your texts coming in. We'll check them out. Um, if you're in Luzerne County, today is the last day for three ballot drop boxes in Luzerne County. Now, there's more. We're going to get into that. So it's not all the ballot boxes, just some of them. Monday is the last day voters can deposit ballots in three of the four ballot drop boxes in Luzerne County. The ballot drop box in the lobby of the county-owned Penn Plaza building in Wilkesbury will be open until 8 p.m. on Tuesday. So after today, at 5 o'clock... 4 o'clock for one of them. We're going to list them. But the one in the lobby of the county-owned Penn Plaza building will be open until 8 p.m. on Tuesday. However, the other drop boxes will not be open on Tuesday. Monday is their last day of operation prior to the election. Drop boxes, location, and hours. The Misericordia University, Passon Hall, 100 Lake Street in Dallas, is open from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. today. After today, that one is no longer there at 5 p.m. Hazelton Exchange Building at 100 West Broad Street in Hazelton. That closes at 4 p.m. today. Wright Manor, Main Lobby, 460 South Main Road, Mountaintop, is open till 5 p.m. today. So those three that I just listed, Misericordia University, Hazelton Exchange Building, and the Wright Manor, Main Lobby, they close at either 4 or 5 o'clock today. The Hazelton Exchange Building closes at 4 Misericordia University and the Wright Manor close at 5 o'clock today. They will not be available tomorrow. The Penn Place Building, Main Lobby at 20 North Pennsylvania Avenue in Wilkesbury will be open from 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. today. 
and from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. tomorrow. Voters may only place their own ballot in the drop box unless they have an authorized form signed by a disabled voter. You cannot drop your neighbors, your friends, your family's voters' votes off unless you have the signed authorization that they are disabled and cannot do so themselves. And be careful with that. They are watching that. The Bureau is making adjustments with poll workers and judges of elections at polling sites, says the county manager. All polling locations will be fully operational at 7 a.m. on Tuesday, per the county manager. Returning ballots. It's also too late to return ballots via the U.S. mail. Voters are encouraged to deposit ballots in the drop boxes on Monday or at the Penn Avenue drop box by Tuesday. If you mail them today, they're not going to get there. So it's too late, as per the county again. Ballots must be physically received at the Election Bureau by 8 p.m. Tuesday. Postmarks do not count. Voters who receive mail-in ballot but did not return it may bring the entire ballot packet to their designated polling site and vote in person. Basically, they'll void your mail-in ballot and let you vote right there. You can also go to a list of polling sites, sample ballots, and other information about election is posted at the county website, www.luzernecounty.org slash 396 slash elections. Polling locations changed for voters in four precincts, so be aware if you were affected by that. Kingston Ward 5 voters will vote at the VFW Post 283 at 757 Wyoming Avenue. The previous polling site at the Kingston Municipal Building will not be available because of reservations. So if you're in Kingston Ward 5, you will be voting at VFW Post 283. Lehman Township District 1 voters will cast ballots at Lake Silkworth Volunteer Fire Department at 1859 State Route 29. They formally voted out of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Parish. West Hazelton, wait, West Hazelton Wards 1 and 2 voters will vote at the West Hazelton Borough Building, 100 South 4th Street. That replaces the former polling location at West Hazelton Elementary Middle School. Voters in the 156th of the county's 186 voting precincts will use paper poll books to sign in. Voters in the other 30 precincts will use an electronic poll book system provided by No Link LLC as part of the trial run to determine if the county will purchase the system for future elections. Polls will be open from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Tuesday. Anyone who is in line by 8 p.m. must be allowed to vote. So you have to be in line before 8 p.m., by 8 p.m. And even if there's a line and you vote at 8.30, as long as you're in line by 8 p.m., they will allow you to vote. Voters may call or visit the Election Bureau to obtain more information about the election to report or to report problems. The Bureau is at Suite 207 of the Penn Place Building in Wilkes-Barre. Its phone number is 570-825-1715. So make sure you do your due diligence. You get out there and, and let your voice be heard. That's what voting is all about. Hopefully we can start turning, turning this place around.
It starts small, start here in northeast Pennsylvania, start in our school districts, start in our boroughs, start in our townships, start in our counties, and then hopefully to the state and Washington, which is a mess. Uh, 11 days till the government shuts down, but you're not hearing about it, are you? Because they're going to wait till that week and it's going to be hurry up, we have to do things, it's an emergency type thing. 11 days, November 17th, the continuing resolution expires to fund the government. 11 days, the government shuts down. Where are you hearing about that? I bet you'll hear about it that week, but it's amazing we're not hearing about it. It's not a priority right now. It's uh, 3.33 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 3.38, 55 degrees and mostly sunny on this Monday, November 6, 2023, the day before Election Day. We're going to keep stressing that here for you guys and gals tomorrow. Got a message from uh, Bob from Warrior Run. Said, hey, Rob, speaking of ballot drop boxes, luckily for me, I filled out mine in advance. I attempted to place my ballot in the outer envelope, but could not. The outer envelope was sealed. I had to drive down to Penn Place in Wilkesbury to inquire on how to handle the situation. I was instructed to open the outer envelope and initial where I unsealed the outer envelope. I was told this happens often. Another Luzerne County ballot issue. Bob from Warrior Run. I appreciate you sending that in. So if you have that issue, make sure you get down there to the office. Let them know and see how they can correct the situation for you. But if your outer envelope is sealed, how are you supposed to put your inner envelope into the outer? I'm assuming that's the outer security envelope that he's talking about. We also have some uh, ballot questions. Some people have some ballot questions on term limits in Nanakoke an emergency service tax in Jenkins Township. So be sure you're aware of that. Voters in uh, Jenkins Township voters will vote yes or no on a proposed increase to the township's property tax rate by a half mil, 0.5 mils, dedicated to the funding of emergency services such as police and fire protection. Nanakoke voters will decide the fate of two proposed amendments to the city's home rule charter, which would eliminate term limits for city council members and mayors. The Nanakoke City Charter, which took effect in 2013, stipulates that council members and mayors may not serve more than three consecutive elected terms. Supporters and opponents of eliminating the term limits have made their opinion known on roadside signs in the city and social media posts. Also, the fate of one city council seat next year might come down to whether voters approve the removal of the term limits for city council. Councilwoman Leslie Budzinski was elected to a two-year term in 2013 as part of a transition following the implementation of home rule to ensure staggering terms for the five members of city council. She was re-elected to four-year terms in 2015 and 2019, she will appear on the ballot as a Democrat. If voters approve the charter amendment to eliminate council term limits, Bazinski will be eligible to take office for another term if she wins the election tomorrow. If voters reject the charter amendment, it is unclear if Bazinski would be eligible to serve another term. The city charter doesn't clearly state whether the original two-year stint on council should be considered a term for the purposes of figuring out term limits, says the city solicitor. When uh, city council authorized the ballot question in August, Finnegan 
the city solicitor said he would research whether Brzezinski would be eligible to serve another term if voters reject the referendum. Last week, Finnegan said his research suggests the seat would need to be vacated and council would need to appoint someone else to fill the seat so she would not be eligible based on the research done. However, Finnegan said that the city charter does not make clear what the drafters of the charter intended. For one thing, the charter states that the term is four years, he said. So... We'll see what happens here. Are we facing a, you know, a lawsuit in this area for another term to define what a term is? I figure by the time that they get that done, the years will be up. Bozinski said she urges Nanakoke residents to vote yes on the limiting term limits. However, she said she is not concerned about the results of the referendum. So we'll see how people vote. But if you are in Nanakoke, or Jenkins Township, be aware that you will have ballot questions. And again, you can check your sample ballots, sample ballots, look at them, see what the questions are, and know what your know what your answers are going to be, what you'd like to be. I'm a proponent of term limits on the federal level. I'm a proponent of term limits on the state level. Local level, I'm mixed. And this is just me personally, because a lot of people in townships, boroughs, local government, Don't step up as often as they should. And if you have good people doing good work in those areas, that's what an election's for. You vote them out. As far as our federal government, what's going on in Washington, I think we need to oust them every so often. So I'd be torn here if this was, to me, to be quite honest with you. As far as the Jenkins Township Emergency Service Tax, you know my background. I'm all for anything that promotes public safety. I think... uh, As we go down the road, the state police are going to end up, well, the state is going to end up getting some sort of tax if you do not have your own police department, some kind of fee if you do not have your own police department for a township and such. They've tried it a bunch of times already. But it's interesting how when anyone, the two things when when you go to move anywhere, when you go to live somewhere is, you know, how the school districts and is it safe? But then when it comes to pay for those, they're the most critically uh, argued topics. So I, I don't get it that way. So, But a half a mil for Jen- Jen- Jenkins Township, I don't know the specifics of what they're looking to put there. It just says police and fire services. But on uh, face value, I'm always for that. It's 344 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 348, 55 degrees and mostly sunny. People are saying that their Alexa won't play WILK either. Was listening earlier. Do you have trouble on your end? Yogi plays other radio stuff. Uh, sometimes I have to ask it several times, you know, play WILK news radio. And I was thinking it was my New York accent that my Alexa or Google wasn't picking up. But there are times I've had to say it several times because it gives me the wrong station and then it gets it. Uh, WILK news radio seems to be uh, the key but when I wake up in the morning that's what I ask my Google to do which is upstairs and my Alexa is downstairs and I've used it on both but I have had to tell them multiple times because it it has directed me to the wrong station based on misunderstanding me so we'll see and somebody said uh, with the uh, home rule charter not understanding what the intent was why don't they just ask the people who wrote it they still live in Nanakoke that was my first thoughts but 
I mean, it was only 2013, so I would imagine that people are still around. But even if they get that opinion, is that a legal opinion at this point? But I, I think that would be a good starting point. Thank you, Yogi, for your information on the snowblower. Maybe I'll pin, try and pin my uh, craftsman, Briggs and my 30-year-old craftsman, Briggs and Stratton um, snowblower, and see if I can get a second life out of it. Maybe uh, give it to, to hand it down to one of my kids, as they'll probably need it. But I, uh, somebody asked about the casino money. They were buying. I don't want to be a spoiler. What happened to the casino money for all these towns? I saw them buying fire engines, ambulances, police cars, and SUVs. All of a sudden, it now stopped. I don't believe the casino money went to that. Wasn't the casino money supposed to go to the school districts? I'm uh, not 100% on that, but I don't know if that was going to emergency services. And somebody else brought up that they should uh, reclassify our sheriff's departments and give them true police powers. I think that's easier said than done. There'd be a lot of cross-training and a lot of crossover that would needed to be need to be done. But there is one. I, I'm talking almost 20 years ago now. I was introduced to a sheriff. There is one sheriff's office in Pennsylvania that does have full police powers. I was introduced to the sheriff back, it had to be 18 years ago, I think. And that's how I, they were introduced to me, saying that they're the only sheriff's department with full police powers in Pennsylvania. I forget what county it was. But I believe there is one, if it's still the case. Again, this was 18 years ago, so don't hold me to that. So, uh, you know, we'll see what's going on there. One of the things that uh, voters would rather, and this is nationwide, is uh, most voters would rather to cut spending than raise taxes. American voters would rather see lawmakers cut government spending than increase taxes, but new poll results show the cuts voters would want have little effect on the nation's $33.17 trillion in debt. A poll conducted, conducted in conjunction with Noble Predictive Insights found that 65% of registered voters would opt to cut federal spending to address the growth, growing deficit. Some 14% would rather increase taxes than cut spending. The rest were either unsure or wanted to deal with the deficit in the future. Yeah, let's keep pushing it down the road, of course. But uh, 67% of likely voters, as opposed to 65% of registered voters, would want to cut spending. 15% of likely voters, as opposed to 14% of registered voters would like to increase taxes 8% as a well 8% on both likely voters and registered voters would like to take action on the debt in the future of course and 11% and 12% are unsure of the registered voters who favored spending cuts 75% would cut services for people in the US illegally 55% would cut diversity equity and inclusion programs 32% would cut environmental protections, 23% would cut transportation spending, and 23% would cut social safety net programs such as supplemental nutrition assistance programs, formerly known as food stamps. The polls surveyed likely unregistered voters, non-citizens including permanent legal residents cannot vote in federal, state, and most local elections. 
American citizens tend to think that the government should spend money on American citizens, said David Byer, chief of research for Noble Predictive Insights. So the percentage of Americans who are willing to spend on foreign aid or on undocumented migrants is going to be low. But cuts to major spending categories were less popular. Some 6% of registered voters would cut Social Security, Medicare, or Medicaid. About 12% would cut health care spending other than Medicare and Medicaid. And 21% would cut spending on national defense and military. The Federal American Immigration Reform, a nonpartisan public interest group, estimated the net total cost of illegal immigration was $150.7 billion in 2023, including $66.4 billion in federal spending, the single largest expenditure by a category in fiscal year 2023 was $1.35 trillion for Social Security, according to the Department of Treasury. $150.7 billion spent on illegal immigration in 2023. That number's outstanding. And, and this, this, this was a preventable problem. The federal government spent more than 20 times as much on Social Security than illegal immigration. Well, of course. Well, Social Security are United States citizens who paid taxes, and illegal migration is something else. And I've already seen the scares of uh, they're looking to cut Social Security. They're looking to cut Medicare. They're looking to cut this. They're looking to cut that. We have to do something. We have to do something. Just look at your 401K. It's uh, 355 here at WILK News Radio. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show after the Bloomberg Money Minute. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 54 degrees and sunny at uh, 358. Got a text message. Again, you can call or text at 570-883-0098. This is Rob, do you think there's $33 trillion worth of fat that could be cut from the government in general? I said not at once, but we need to start chipping away, and there is room. As far as Social Security goes, I, I think we raised the cap where you stop paying. I think it's $172,000 you stop paying into Social Security. I think we need to continue that. Let people pay it if they make 250, 300,000, 400, 500,000, maybe up to a million. I think that would shore up that system there. I think we need to watch where we're sending money to foreign entities and start focusing more on here. And, you know, what did I say? $150 billion in illegal immigration? Let's start by securing our border and then we could figure out the problem there and uh, fix the immigration system that they keep talking about is broken. But, you know, the elected officials, those job it is to fix it, have yet to come up with anything to fix it. Let's make them fix it. Simple as that. You don't want to fix it, you're out. Next. You don't want to fix it? Okay, next. But there is room to fix these things, but it takes serious people to fix it, and we're not electing serious people in Washington. It's uh, three, 4 o'clock here on WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute.